Welcome to The Flex. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Flex. Pleased to be joined by, as always, Jeff Kelly, although, Jeff, you actually weren't here uh, late last week when we recorded the preview show, but um, good to have you back, man. Good to be back. All right, on this week... September 25th, Will Smith, the Fresh Prince, turns 49, man. And uh, on the 26th, we got Serena Williams with a birthday. Jeff, you want to take a guess how old she's going to be this, uh, this week? Serena Williams? She's mm-hmm. probably going to be like 38. 35, man. 35. And October 1st, the end of the, I can't believe October's around the corner, man. Crazy. Mark McGuire, you got to guess how old he's going to be? Mark McGuire, probably like close to 50. 53 on October 1st. And I'll be man, at the Giants-Bucks game that October 1st. Are you going there? Yeah. Nice. All right, Jeff. Number one movie this week in 1998. Do you speak any English? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? That would be uh, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan, um, Rush Hour. That would be right, man. All right, how about number one song this week, same year, 1998? That's uh, Aerosmith. I don't know. I forgot it, but it's on uh, Armageddon. Uh, man, I got to say real quick about my calls, man. Pretty damn good for the most part. I mean, I'll start where I was wrong at first, and I think a lot of us were wrong on this one. I got to get that damn Jetta out of the way, man. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, they just... Oh, my goodness, man. They look terrible. Can you believe that game against the Jets, man? Just unbelievable, man. And I said late last week, I was saying during the preview show, the Jetta being Cutler, right? It's like kind of like a mid-level, you know. You know, it's reliable. It gets good gas mileage, but, uh, you know, isn't flashing or anything. But, dude, that, that Jetta, man, just Cutler just broke down, you know, somewhere along the way when the Dolphins were heading up to New York. And I don't know if he blew a gasket and the Dolphins just wound up being stuck in, like, Patterson, New Jersey or something, but they did not make it to the Meadowlands to play the Jets on Sunday. They looked horrible. Pretty bad. Speaking of horrible, man, let's kick things off with the— That defense sucks. Let's kick things off with the—we'll um, recap the Thursday game if you want to since you weren't here last week. Let's start, let's start with the uh, 49ers and the Rams. Any takeaways from that game? What would you, uh, you think of that? It's probably the best Thursday night game we've ever seen. I cannot believe that. I was thinking it was going to be a 10-7, 9-6 game, and boy, was I wrong. I even took the under at 40. Man, I'll tell you what, though. I had some hella good calls on that game, though. You like my uh, Todd Gurley and Carlos Hyde, 3-4? and four? Looked pretty good. Looked pretty good, man. I think uh, Gurley was number one this week, though. Yeah, he was number one this week, and Kareem Hunt was a close second. And then Hyde was probably 4 or 5. Yeah, high finish, I believe, number four off top. And uh, other takeaways, man, Jared Goff looked pretty damn good in that game as well. Guess we were all wrong calling him a bust last year coming to this year. He's, he's probably one of the best fantasy quarterbacks as of right now. 
Only three weeks in, though, so we'll pump the brakes on that guy. Yeah, it's a little early, but he definitely looks good. Do you think he's got any uh, future in, uh, in fantasy? If he keeps playing the way he does, I would say yeah. Yeah, I think for Dynasty Leagues especially, man. Um, I don't really want to give out too – oh, I guess it's too late now, but uh, that's definitely something I'm targeting the waiver wire in our Dynasty League, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. He should be available in about 98% of leagues. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the 49ers offense finally showed up, man. Brian Hoyer, I mean, he was kind of he kind of had that game that I was kind of saying the preseason what he's usually expected to get, you know, at least when he's been under Shanahan, which is like 300 yards, a couple touchdowns, a couple picks. But Pierre Garcon, it was nice to see him finally show up. Sammy Watkins had a huge game before he left with injury. Nice to see that as well. And I actually owned Watkins and Pierre Garcon, not in the same league, but in a couple of uh, scatter leagues and. I did start Garcon in our, in our dynasty league, but uh, I had him on the bench. I had him and Watkins both on the bench and the other ones. But um, yeah, I mean it was an, it was a good game on Thursday, no doubt about it. But uh, let's go on to the uh, the shocker of uh, Sunday morning, man. I couldn't believe it. The Baltimore Ravens just laid an egg, man, against the Jacksonville Jaguars in London, and I knew Jacksonville's defense was good. I know they. Struggled last week against the Titans, but a hell of a comeback in week three. I mean, Joe Flacco finished with 28 yards passing. Ryan Mallett came in, had less than half of Flacco's attempts, and finished with more yards passing, a whopping 36 yards. What were your takeaways from um, Sunday morning's early game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jeff? Jacksonville is going to be a hard team to read this year. One week they come to play, one week they drop an egg, next week they come to play. Flacco looks horrible. I'd be worried about playing anybody on their team. In oh, oh, well, for the most part, yeah. I mean, receivers especially. But what do you make of the running game now, man? I you think got- Buck, Buck Allen got uh, – everybody fell on that Buck Allen train, and they got – I don't even know the word to use because Terrence West started. He played most of the game, and then in the fourth quarter, they're like, let's just give Alex Collins a run. And how about Alex Collins, man? Looks pretty good. I have Nine him in carries, Dynasty. 82 yards. Yeah, you do. Jacksonville was playing that – Prevent defense. They were just they were just trying to get after the quarterback. They weren't worried about the run after that. The game was over. You're gonna to want to run the ball when they're already up that many points. They didn't care. You think Alex Collins is worth an ad in uh, redraft leagues? If you have a spot on your bench, but I wouldn't drop a a notified player because I do think Buck Allen and West are still the lead guys there. For I now. think I think if you need some help at running back and you were a guy that picked up Kerwin Williams or one of these other guys. I mean, maybe you take a, a flyer on them, depending on the size of your league. I'd say it has to be at least a 12, 14-man league at least. Yeah. We even talk about DJ not picking up a DJ backup. It's not worth it. Yeah, we'll see how Chris Johnson does tonight, but I'm not, I'm not expecting too much from him or anybody from that Cardinals offense, to be honest. Uh, what about Leonard Fournette for the Jaguars? He was kind of, you know, he was somebody I said during the preview show too that, you know, through the first two games, it looked like, you know, he's getting a high volume of work, but his yards per carry are just awful. And I said he was touchdown dependent last week, and sure enough, he was, because if he did not get in the end zone in that game on Sunday morning, he'd be a complete bust uh, for week three. Yep, but you know what? Three games, three touchdowns. He's on a roll. He's getting the workload. He's getting the workload, so he's going to be valuable regardless of, you know, of how, of, of how low his yards per carry are. Bortles actually looked pretty good, too. Four touchdowns for Bortles, man. Who the hell saw that guy? <laughs> No, I Mercedes went, Lewis. What about him at tight end? Can you a blast he, from the pass right there? He didn't even have any catches till this game. Now he had what 
four catches, 46 yards, and now he's three now he's like the leader in touchdown receptions for tight ends, man. He's crazy. probably the number one tight end in fantasy now just because of that. Yeah, cr- crazy, man. Crazy. I'm not picking up uh, Bortles, and I'm definitely not picking up Mercedes Lewis. I'll pass on those guys. Only players that I think Hearns and Lee should be rostered because they had another solid game. Fournette's the only one you could start week in and week out between both those teams. Agreed, man. Let's go on to the Denver Broncos and the Buffalo Bills. During the preview show, I was saying, wow. I was curious, man, to know if the Carolina Panthers offense was just that bad or if the Buffalo defense was actually pretty decent. Better than I gave them credit for. And you know what? I think we both got our answer. Uh, we got the answer to both of those on Sunday, and it's kind of a little bit of both. Both suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the Bills, Bills defense did, did okay, you know? Did okay. Simeon had a bad throwaway for an interception, but they're – he did. The Bills, they played pretty good at home, but the Broncos should have scored more points. They just had dumb mistakes, dumb play calls. And What do you make of Jamal Charles out-touching C.J. Anderson in that backfield on that game, in that game? Well, C.J. the first two weeks, I think, had the most one of the most touches. Yeah, I, th- I think, if, I think league, it was more so. game flow, to be honest. Yeah, and they wanted to do a lot of passing, so they'd rather use Jamal Charles, I think. So I don't make a big deal out of it. It was just a... The play calls for that day. Maybe give CJ a little rest. But Jamal Charles might be trending towards being a you know, a solid flex option going forward if if it continues. I want to give it another week to see how they use him in week four. But I'm interested if Jamal Charles is available and you know, I feel comfortable dropping somebody off my roster, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on him. Because I think, like I said in the preseason, I think it's gonna be more of a sixty forty timeshare, and I think that we're starting to see that. You know, come out now. Demarius That's Thomas. one week. We've seen one week. We got to see some more. The first two weeks, Jamal Charles barely played in any game, so we'll wait. He's been trending. Week one, you know, he's limited. Week two, he got a bit more play. Week three, he got – I can't say he got a lot of play, but he had he did lead the team in, in carries, and he did get in the end zone. But uh, what about Demarius Thomas? He went six catches, 98 yards. No no touchdowns on his part. Mandel Sanders, seven for 75. Kind of what you would expect, right? Like we both said, those guys are good PPR guys. Yeah, yep. We said that preseason. Tyrod Taylor looked pretty efficient, though. Going 20 for 26, 213 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Against the, the no-fly zone, he actually looked really good. Yeah, he did. He really did. And you know McCoy, who did McCoy didn't look good. And for those that heard the podcast late last week on the preview show, another one that I called out right there, good call by me, saying LaShawn McCoy is a shell of himself. 14 carries, 21 yards. Mike Tolbert would have vultured a touchdown if it wasn't called back. Um, he had like six, does, six catches for 40 yards. Didn't he have that though? McCoy did. Have, I was going to say McCoy did, did save you in PPR leagues with seven catches, 48 yards. Uh, again, no touchdowns on his part. And heading on to the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Chicago Bears, and this one was kind of surprising too for the first three and a half quarters. Man, this I was surprised because after Week One, I thought Chicago's defense was pretty solid. And after week two, I was like, okay, well, their run defense looks okay, but their passing offense, our passing defense just looked terrible. And Then comes week three, a different team again. Yeah, just like Jacksonville, week one strong, week two horrible, week three strong. Exactly. We're all worried about Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen. I guess yesterday we saw Jordan Howard is the guy still. Another good call by me right there, man. Um, but I want to start out with Le'Veon Bell because he was the, a top three pick in redraft leagues this year. And... He just continues to struggle. He did get a touchdown late in that game. 
but 15 carries, 61 yards. I mean, he's just not the same running back. Like right I said, he's used to paying week five, so let's wait till week five. Yeah, if he doesn't get turned around, though. Week four, week nervous? five. If you own him, are you nervous right now? Well, I have him in the one, uh, our one league, one of our bigger leagues. And um, at the moment, I'm not worried. He still got me 20 points, and it's PPR. So if I get 20 points by a running back, I'm fine. I hear you. Another guy that's been hit or miss has been Martavis Bryant, man. Another disappointing performance from him in week three. Uh, Antonio Brown does his thing, 10 catches, 110 yards, a, t- a touchdown as well. I think with that Antonio Brown, that just solidifies he should be the number one book receiver coming off the board in PPR leagues. He, he could even vouch for a top three pick the way he's playing this year in PPR leagues. Yeah, he's, I think he's number one overall by far, not even close. Yeah, Antonio Brown, when it's all said and done, is going to be in the same class of receiver as Randy Moss and Jerry Rice when, when his career's over, man. He's just been that consistent. Marvin Harrison. For, for a with, while now. Yeah. Yeah, Marvin Harrison as well, yep. Um, Mike Lennon, another pretty poor performance. I mean, the whole Bears offense was, you know, predicated on the run game. And uh, Lennon goes 15 to 22, 101 yards and a touchdown. And I'm not... I'm not sure when Chicago is going to put in Trubisky, but I think it's going to be sooner than later now after, after this one. This was disappointing for them to lose that game late, late like that. But uh, let's hit on the— What do you uh, mean? Chicago won yesterday. I'm sorry. not. Lo- I'm saying the way they, the offense played in the fourth quarter was just— Oh. The way the offense played in the fourth quarter was just terrible. Man. Yeah, that Jordan terrible. Howard run, I thought Tariq Cohen had, and they called it back, killed me. I might lose one of the, um, our PPR league because that Jordan Howard gave an extra 10 points. Yeah, yeah. We'll see, though. I have Dez tonight. He has Dak. Northern Saints against Carolina Panthers. This one was my upset pick of the week. The Saints, or I'm sorry, the Panthers were favored by five and a half points. And I said, you got to take the Saints all day in that one. Carolina right now, their offense does not have the firepower to keep up with New Orleans. And clearly, clearly that was the case. I just Sunday. don't think Cam is ready to play yet. He doesn't look healthy throwing the ball. I don't think his shoulder's probably fully healed. I had the same surgery in October last year, and I can still barely throw the football. Obviously, he has trainers and stuff working like that. You can just tell he doesn't have the uh, touch for short passes over through McCaffrey again. That would have been a huge gain. I think they're going to have to start thinking about if they should let him heal fully because he's their he's their guy for you know for the next 8, 10 years. So they might have to put the backup in. Put it. He didn't look great. They benched him in the, what, the middle of the third or fourth? Middle of the fourth they benched Cam. Yeah. He needs to get healed. It's going to be hard. I think in PPR leagues, the only guy you can play on that team is McCaffrey with Kelvin getting hurt. He's probably going to be out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know what? If Cam Newton's Carolina's quarterback for the next eight years, then Carolina's got some big problems, man. Because if you take away Cam's rushing ability and just look at his passing numbers, aside from the MVP season two years ago when they took the team to the Super Bowl, he's not a very good quarterback, man. I think that was just a fluky year that year. And he's just been so inconsistent. I'm not buying him, man. I, I just think, I think Cam's just... Not very good. I think he's athletic as hell, but I, oh, I, I don't want him on my fantasy team. I don't want him on my NFL team. Uh, I mean, it's not entirely on him. I, I don't want to, you know, put the blame on him there. But they have no passing options either. I mean, McCaffrey, you're right. I mean, he led the team in receiving nine catches, 101 yards, and he's a rookie. You know, Devin Funchess, who, like I said, man, is just not a very good player. Only reason size, he but. only fun the reason Funchess had plays is because. Kelvin got hurt. Yeah. yeah. On just a roll-up roll play. He avoided serious injury, but they think he's going to be out for a couple weeks just uh, for safety concerns. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was bad. But Carolina is 2-1 now, though. 
So, yeah, they're two and one because of that defense and because of their schedule, I believe. Um, they should have been three and zero. The Saints have a horrible defense. That was the week. I think yesterday, if you are a Cam old owner, which I have Cam in a league, but I do, I did pick up Stafford this past week just in case to see where Cam is. I think that was the week to see if he was about it or not. And I think if you do have Cam, you have to look other players as right now until he's fully healthy. Well, let's hit on these Saints real quick, man. The Saints are starting to come together here a little bit because Drew Brees obviously did his thing, 22-29, 220, three touchdowns. How about Mark Ingram, man? 14 carries, only 56 yards, but, I mean, he got the bulk of the work. I mean, it looks like he's going to be the future guy. Now, man, you didn't see anything from Adrian Peterson. Yeah, he was, even, he was even playing third downs, catching the ball in the backfield. Like, it's, I don't, it's so hard to play those guys because we're going to go, say, play Ingram here on out and then watch next week AP be the guy. It just Yeah, it's still wait on that backfield. Don't we always say don't ever play a Saints backfield guy or don't play a Pats back guy, backfield guy? And there was another team we used to say because you never know what's going to happen with those guys. Yeah, those committees, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to decipher that one. Uh, Alvin Kamara got in the end zone again. Michael Thomas had a decent game, 737 and a touchdown. Uh, that's all I can really say about the Saints. I mean, other than yeah. that, Adrian Peterson, I don't know how he's still on the team. I'm, he's going to be traded soon because look at the Giants. I know you, I saw you pick up Darkwell in a couple leagues. He didn't really do much. No, he didn't. Perkins didn't do much. So AP's going to have to go there. They just – we'll talk about them in a second. Yeah. I'll tell you, this This one right here was uh, one of my surprising ones. And this was one of my bad calls right here in the Tampa Bay-Minnesota game. So Sam Bradford was out again. And when we did the preview show, I didn't know he was going to be out. It, it, actually, I saw a report saying that he looks like he's going to be okay to play. And then later on that night, <coughs> later on that night, they said that, oh, Bradford's not going to play. It's going to be Case Keenum. And what I said during the preview show was Stephon Diggs. I was like, I don't like him, man. I don't like him for fantasy. <laughs> and We both didn't like him preseason. Oh, we, man. We thought I, it was just a fluke last year. Yeah. I guess he fluked us. Well, even two years ago, his rookie year, you know, he, he looked good. He had a good six-game stretch there where he, where he either eclipsed 100 yards or got in the end zone. But he was a guy I was just never comfortable owning. And, man, he must have listened to the podcast or something because he sure as hell proved me wrong, man, with the, uh, being the number one receiver for the week with eight catches, 173 yards, and two touchdowns. But Case Keenum, 25 to 33. Yeah, 369. A couple years touchdowns. ago when he was with Houston. Yeah, well, yeah, that was a while, was a while ago now because he played yeah, for uh, the Rams years, last year and he looked years, three, pretty terrible. But yeah, I think I got to put Diggs as a wide receiver one. He's just looking if like Keenum's that. If Keenum's playing, yeah, because when Bradford's playing, he seems to favor Thielen quite a bit. Thielen's a great PPR guy. Yeah, he is. I mean, he finished with five for 98, and that's kind of a down game for him so far this year. <laughs> um, and Cook, Dalvin Cook, man, he looks great. Yeah, Shh. Cook does look good. Uh, 97 yards on the ground, which is about his average. Finally got in the end zone as well. And I feel comfortable starting all three of those guys. The only person that seems like it's hurt the most is Rudolph. Yeah, Rudolph does get hurt quite a bit. No, like his value in fantasy. Oh, his fantasy value? Yeah. 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 I feel comfortable starting Thielen, Diggs, and Cook, no matter who's quarterback there. Oh, I'm still hesitant, man. Cook, I start, no doubt. Thielen, I start in PPR, no doubt. 
Diggs and Cook, I mean Diggs and Rudolph, I'm sorry. I still want to give that one some if more If Diggs time. goes off this week against the Lions, I think we're going to have to just say he's there because the Lions have a pretty good defense, which they showed again yesterday. Yeah, they do. They do. They do, especially with the two really good corners there as well. Um, hitting on the Bucks real quick. Jameis Winston, 28-40, 328, two touchdowns. Not bad numbers, especially against that Minnesota defense in Minnesota. Jaquiz Rogers let everybody down there. Uh, Charles Sims, like we said last week, he's not fantasy. He, he should not be rostered in any league. Deshaun Jackson led the, the team in yardage, and he got in the end zone as well. Mike Evans called that one too, man. I said it was going to be tough, tough treading for Evans in week three. Xavier Rhodes following you. You got to don't get worried because Evans had that game. He, Minnesota has a phenomenal defense, phenomenal line. So you got to pump your brakes when you look at their matchups sometimes. Yeah, it was a tough matchup there. He still finished seven for 76, though, I think, somewhere around there. Oh, yeah, no, he still, he still was okay. He just, you know, if you were counting on him having a, a wide receiver one type of week, wasn't going to happen this week. Now, I, I so wanted to call you during this next one, man, just to see what you were thinking. Uh, how'd you feel watching that Miami Dolphins-New York Jets game? Um, typical Dolphins. I was kind of worried. It was like, yeah, 2-0. I'm like, well, we're going to play the Jets, and we not play good. Hey, the Jets defense showed up yesterday. Todd Bowles had, had it numbered right. Stop the run. Don't worry about anything else. Well, one thing that I took away from this game, man, was – Something that we hit on the preseason, and then, and then after last week, we're like, oh, man, he's, he kind of surprised us, and that's Jay Ajayi. I was worried about the inconsistency. I thought he'd be up and down, a boomer bust week to week, and sure as hell, he's he busted, Busted man. this busted. week. Parker had uh, another good game, though. Parker had a really good game. Yes, he did. Um, Kenny still seems to be pretty decently involved. I mean, he had 51 catches. I mean, 51 yards, excuse me. 51 catches, <laughs> you're good at PPR. Oh, yeah. I mean, goodness. Um, Jay Cutler, though, kind of back to his Chicago days there, man. 26-444. 26-444. I don't know if I can blame it on Cutler because there was a lot of drop balls yesterday. You didn't really watch the game. I watched the game because you're watching the Pats game. So <laughs> I can't blame it on Cutler. He did have one interception, but he was he had to throw that ball to Landry and just, I don't know, just the guy – uh he undercut it, which we know Cutler, that's the high-risk, high-reward guy. He'll try to fit in those small things, and, you know, another inch to the right, Landry probably has it. So, Cutler didn't look bad, but obviously, people, I saw a lot of people add him this week. I wouldn't use him as a fantasy quarterback. Even we hit that last week, still not used as a fantasy quarterback. But, uh, like we said, been saying, Parker's going to be the big guy there. We saw it this week because Landry barely had anything going. Parker looks like a really good number two wide receiver if he's your wide receiver too. Um, for the Jets, Blaw Powell, 15 carries, 37 yards, terrible. He did find the end zone. Uh, like I've been saying, Blaw Powell is not a good player. I don't know why everybody's high on him. The only person I have on that team in Dynasty Leagues is McGuire. McGuire. Yeah, McGuire. Is that his last name McGuire, right? Yep, McGuire. Yep. The reports now are saying it's going to be a true three three back. Three back. I don't back start field. any guy. I just pick him up in Dynasty. Robbie Anderson looked good. Byron yeah. Maxwell looks horrendous. He can't guard anybody. I don't even know how he's still on an NFL team. Yeah, he's yeah he's a shell of himself, too, back in his, from back in his Seattle days. Yeah, Robbie Anderson did find the end zone there. How about uh, let's go to the probably one of the most exciting games, although there was a few of them yesterday. Uh, the Houston Texans and New England Patriots. 
Deshaun Watson, man. Let's start with the Texans. Deshaun Watson looked really good in just his third, well, really his second NFL start. Yeah, all these so-called experts said, let's pick up the Pats' defense. Even me and you are like, no, nah, let's not play that Pat. We even talked. Said the Pats' defense. They're not good we right can't, now. We're Pats not good. Defense. And for Deshaun Watson, he's. I think he might. he's going to be a stud this year. He's looked pretty good so far. He's definitely way better than Tom Savage. Oh, Not even oh close. by far. I think Texans finally Watson, found their quarterback. Watson kept the it uh, entertaining yesterday. You know, they had uh, the Pats. I got kind of lucky. You know, that the Brady almost got a strip fumble, and then that guy dropped the interception on the three-yard line, which I think me and you could have caught. I don't know how he dropped that ball. And then a bad defense coverage on that Cooks deep route when the safety should have rotated that way when they're playing zone push out routes. So it was just a bad play. But, hey, Brady, Brady the GOAT did his thing yesterday, had a nice comeback. They get a couple. We we will say he had a couple lucky plays at the end of that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lamar Miller busted again. Yeah, like I've been saying he's done. I mean, Foreman looked now pretty good. If you can get anything, yeah, Foreman's going to take over. Man, he got a lot of play in that fourth quarter. Hopkins still had a lot of targets. Yeah, he did. I mean, he finished with seven for seventy six. Didn't find the end zone, but he was targeted pretty heavily. But we How knew about br- this though, real quick. Go How ahead. About this? All right, one of my deep sleep. Uh, Play starts of the week for fantasy for deep leagues. I hit on that man, Bruce Ellington. I called that one, man. He finds he finds the end zone, has a few catches as well. Well, we know that because the main goal for uh, Belichick was going to stop Hopkins. He wasn't worried about it. He's like, let's just stop this guy and then make him spread it around. That's what his main goal. <sighs> okay, uh, let's see what else we got here. We got on the page. James side. White didn't do great. Gillis uh, Lee didn't do great. The only no, person that did pretty good was Gronk did decent, and Brandon Cooks, man. I even fell in that trap, and I even told you I sat him because I was worried about Houston's cornerbacks, and I played Kelvin Benjamin. Look where that got me. Yeah, Kevin and I were talking late last week about Brandon Cooks, saying this, this has got to be the, the show-up game for Cooks. Otherwise, it's time to move on from him in fantasy, and he finally did, and it took him a while, too, because— I think once him and Brady get on the same page, I think Cooks is going to be at the top of uh every week yeah he could he could i you know i still want to give another week i'm not playing him next week uh, against for, carolina yeah i'm not sure if i want to do that you know especially with some of the other healthy guys coming back i got a question so okay ppr do you play cooks against carolina or do you play landry overseas against the saints i play landry okay ppr easy i know landry didn't do much but Cooks, Cooks is not a PPR guy, though. He's a Higher guy. upside, though. He, oh, he's definitely got a better chance to find the end zone, that's for sure. Um, yeah, Gronk, though, back in this Patriots game, eight catches, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Looks good. Great two, uh, last you know, two-minute drive comeback for the Patriots there to win the game. And, and let's go on to the uh, another pretty exciting finish here, man. You got the Atlanta Falcons, Detroit Lions. You got Matt Ryan, 24-35, 294, two touchdowns. Freeman. 21 for 106, and Julio Jones, 7 for 91, but he was also banged up a little bit in that game. As usual. Yeah, his usual stuff. You got Matt Stafford. Okay, you would have liked him to to uh, have that touchdown count at the very end there. with. They got hoes on that play. I feel like Golden Tate scored there. That's close. It was a close call, man. I don't see close. how they overturned that call because they said they they don't really want to overturn calls unless it's unless it's definitive. And yeah, yeah, you're significant right. Significant as evidence, and that was probably I was surprised they overturned that call because they said they want to go with calls on the field a lot this year unless they can see. Well, you know what it looked like, and talk about inconsistency. 
How about the ref's inconsistency, man? Because if you look at that Patriots game real quick, Hogan, who got in the end zone in that game, it was, it was the same damn play as Tate's. It was the same damn thing. It was the same damn play. And they reviewed that one, and you know what? They let the, the call on the field stand. And Tate's, same-looking thing. Go back and look at them both, man. Same thing, and they overturned his. So go, go figure that one. Um, yeah, and then, and then they have that rule where they run 10 seconds off. So there's eight seconds left. They didn't even get another play. We got a news flash here too, man. Amir Abdullah, garbage. Garbage, man. You can't start him comfortably in any league. Ugh, terrible. How about the, the Giants and Eagles? You got Odell Beckham, who finally showed up late in that game, finished with nine for 79, two touchdowns. Sterling Shepard, some big plays. How do you feel about Sterling Shepard going forward? Without that one 70-something-yard touchdown catch, he wouldn't add nothing. Yeah, I suppose, but he is being targeted pretty heavily. Yeah, he out, he just outran them in a little short short route and just outran everybody. Brandon Marshall finally had a, a decent game. I know. still don't play Brandon Marshall. Yeah, I still don't. Yeah, I still wait on that one. Do we not want to touch base on Golden Tate or Ebron or any of those guys? Yeah, if you want to, yeah, go ahead. I don't know. I was just asking you. Kenny Galladay, he looks, he's a pretty big guy. I, I still don't know if I start him. Tate does his PPR thing, and then Ebron could have had a big day, but he dropped like four catches. So he probably heard a lot of teams yesterday. Other than that, let's let's ride on. Uh, yeah. Um, so Eli finally uh, broke out this year with uh, 366, 366 yards and three touchdowns. Nobody in that running game did anything. You know, I thought Darkwell might be a, a decent add. Not that I was going to play him, but a decent add to roster him and just see how it plays out in that backfield. But, I mean, he, while he was better than Perkins, still – Still, nobody in that Giants backfield can get it done. I think the only player person I play on that team is Beckham and only Eli in a two quarterback league because you have to, you, you have no choice. You're going to have to play another quarterback, and he's better than the bottom four guys. I want to see how Eli does next week. I want to see if this was just a fluke for him or if this was actually you know, him starting to turn a corner here for this year because Eli was a guy I did like in the preseason heading into this year with all the weapons he has. But that offensive line, man, it's just got to hold up. Carson Wentz going up against the Giants defense. You know, he was efficient. He made some big plays, that's for sure. Uh, Wendell Smallwood had a good game. LeGarrette Blunt had a decent game as well. Uh, Blunt finally finds the end zone. But it definitely looks like it's going to be a, a two-back committee between Smallwood and Blunt going forward. Chris Clement was in playing a lot. Yeah, I think on uh, waiver wires, Dynasty League's got to add Chris Clement. Yeah, I still get worried about playing Blunt. I don't know if I could start him as RB2 or flex because first week he did okay. Last week, zero. This week, 12 catches, 67 or 12 runs, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Blunt, it's going to be like that. You're going to get about 12, 14 points, or you're going to get a goose egg. Yeah, unless he's playing for the Patriots, it's going to be inconsistent production coming from Blunt. Alshon Jeffrey, man, disappointing as hell. Four Again. Yeah, man. Oh, I, I don't know what to do with Jeffrey. What, what is he, a wide receiver three at this point in his career? Three. Falling to borderline four. Thanks. Only person on that team I start in fantasy is Ertz. Yeah, Zach Ertz goes off again. Another big game from him. Same as the Giants. Only person I start is Odell. Yep, Both yep. of those teams. Wentz could be all right. We'll see another week or two because he actually he's had pretty some pretty good weeks, but that KC game it was his they're playing prevent the rest of the game last week, so mm-hmm. he did have a decent game. So let's uh let's we know to- the definite starters Ertz and Beckham next next Absolutely. game. Absolutely. All right, let's go to uh, 
to another breakout quarterback here. Let's go with Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson, 29-49, 373 yards. Same thing we said last touchdowns. week. If Wilson didn't break out this game, you'd have to worry, and he broke out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know who didn't break out, man? Anybody in that running game. And Chris Carson. Looked the best by far. Yeah. And he Out of those running good. backs, he was by far the best. Oh, he's definitely, well, uh, yes, pro size looked pretty good, but not, you know, that was more of the back. He's catching the ball. He's catching. Yeah. But yeah, as far as rushing, Carson did look the best, but man, I think it's, it's hard to own anybody. In, uh, I think it's safe to say. Running back field. I think it's safe to say you can drop Lacey and Rawls is going to be there probably another week or two you can drop because Lacey and Rawls had zero touches. Yeah. Zero. Yep. Doug Baldwin finally had a big game this year. Going. I think Carson started too, right? He was the starter yesterday. Yes, he was. Yep. 11 carries, a whopping 34 yards. Man. If Chris Carson has not been at it in your league, that's need to be your number one waiver priority over anybody, especially Dynasty Leagues. And I think another two weeks... If this role keeps playing, it's going to be his backfield altogether. Maybe ProSize will be the change of pace back. That's exactly how I see it breaking down. Yep. Doug Baldwin goes 10 for 105 and a touchdown. Jimmy Graham, 7 for 72. Finally, oh Jimmy my Graham God. shows up, man. Let's not even talk about Jimmy Graham. How many people sat Jimmy Graham because it's a 4 o'clock game yesterday, and they were all saying that he probably wouldn't play. He was ankle, his leg, all this, that, all leading up to it. And then he has the best game of the week. And I think even you said watch him have the best game. It's just Baldwin would have had a bigger game, but – uh. I believe is his quad got a little sore, so he had a he halfway through the f- third or fourth he got pulled. Yeah, you know, it's, tight ends have been such it's been such a weird position this year. Even though it's only been three weeks, it's just been so weird, man. And I'm gonna hit on another tight end that really screwed me over uh, in a little bit here. But yeah, it was good to see Baldwin finally get involved uh, pretty heavily. Graham, yeah, he shows up. You know, I still don't know how I feel about playing him going forward. Right, it does. Tight ends with the injuries and the way they're playing this year. Oh, if you, uh, if well, you yes. have Graham, I think right you, have you have to, to play, play him. him. Yeah, you have to play him right now. <laughs> Only person I think me and you could say right now feeling comfortable starting every week as a tight end one would probably be Ertz, Gronk. And even after Kelsey's performance yesterday, I think that was the game flow. That's why it went like that is Kelsey, right? Those are the three tight ends I have no problem mm-hmm. every week. Yeah. Marcus Mariota looked pretty good going up, going up against the Seattle defense. And yeah, looked really good. Seattle's defensive line. What the hell happened to them? I don't know what happened. Well, let's who knows. Seattle's defense doesn't look that great this year, but let's talk about same thing with the Titans, the running backs. (laughs) DeMarco Murray might not play hamstring. Doesn't practice all week. Friday gets a walkthrough. Barely don't. They still think he's going to be benched. If you have Derrick Henry play Derrick Henry and then look at DeMarco Murray. I know he had that one nice run for 70 something yards, but still he over a hundred yards and a touchdown. Derrick Henry did get yeah. play late in the fourth, but he played like the first series, and th- then he was pretty much – they didn't play him at all. I don't know if the flow of the game because the game was really weird, then it got to become a shootout because first half was 10-7 to 7 or 9-7, to 7, something like that. And the second half, Murray had that. Then Henry, you know, if you did start him, you got lucky in the fourth because they started playing him. He ended up with like seven points, which standard leagues isn't that bad. Yeah. I mean, overall, the, the, the final stat line there, they had a pretty even – Split in the backfield there, but Murray obviously with the bigger game. Um, Rashard Matthews finds the end zone, six catches, 87 yards. Eric Decker, four for 49. Those are the two leaders in the Tennessee receiving court. I think that Matthews played big like that because he was lined up across from Sherman. I wouldn't fall on that hype train with Matthews yet, guys. All right, let's go hit on the, the number one running back, the best <laughs> running back in football right now. How about that? Whew. 
Best fantasy running back by far. Yeah, best fantasy one here. Let's go with the, the Chiefs and the Chargers here. And Alex Smith, nothing really to write home about. He is who we thought he was. You know, week one was a real fluke for him. Um, Phillip Rivers, I don't know what to make of him, man. He just looks terrible. Terrible. He's not the same guy as he has been. And he looks he looks just awful, man. Anyways, let's hit on uh, those running backs in Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt goes 17 for 172. Touchdown as well. And, yeah, if you want Tyreek Hill, I'd say there's about a good 70% chance that you're going to make it to your fantasy championship game because you probably didn't take him till at worst, or at the earliest, end of round two. Uh, let's see. Trakendrick West had a fumble. Hello, here did recover it. Um, Melvin Gordon, man. He got. He was doing uh, good. He, he had was. like what seven for seventy six or ten for seventy six in the first half. Then he hurt his leg. Then he came back in the third and he couldn't really go. So then he pulled himself. He's I think a, you're okay with Gordon. He he still looks pretty good. He's a guy I worry about though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely worried about Gordon. If I'm Obviously, Gordon if you have Gordon, you're playing him. If he plays, you can't yeah. sit him, especially where he was drafted. Yeah. Anyways, Sorry. besides where he's drafted, he's just you never know. Keenan Allen, he had you know I guess. Uh, down day, but we know that Chiefs defense is pretty sick, which once again looked pretty sick yesterday. It is, and Tyreek Hill, you know, clearly is the number one receiver there. Not uh, the it looks like so far we are both wrong on Tyreek Hill. He looks pretty pretty good so far. We were we were as high. Yeah, yeah. Hunt looks like the man. You know, he did eclipse 100 yards in the fourth quarter. Then they were just trying to run the ball out, and he just busted for a 73 yard touchdown. You know, they say big plays w- win a game. And then win you in fantasy, but three weeks in a row he's had a touchdown over fifty yards. So, yeah, he's he's looking pretty good. Well, I have a couple shares of him. I know you have a couple of them. So if you have him, I'm sure you've won all the weeks you've had him so far. You know who didn't look good? Travis Kelsey. I think it was the game flow. I think he only had like two targets, three targets. I just think they knew the chart. They had to keep him. In the block lot because that Chargers D line is is nasty. Melvin Ingram looked phenomenal. Joey Bosa, if you have IDPs, hopefully you got Ingram and Bosa because those guys are controlling the offensive lines. So I think they had to keep Kelsey in the block. So he only had a couple targets for that reason. Yeah, it's just just the tight end thing, man. It's just so weird because there's another tight end in that game that really screwed me over in in one of my daily leagues here, and that was Hunter Henry who yeah. gets shut out, man. Entirely. Zero points. Travis Benjamin. Comes out of nowhere and goes over 100 yards in this game. And it, pretty quiet, too, because... Because he, was, he wasn't doing deep routes. He was doing outs and slants. It was crazy. Curls, he doesn't usually do routes like that. They were You're heavily right. favored on Keenan Allen to try to shut him down. Even you could saw Keenan Allen. I don't know if you're really watching the game. I, I watched a couple. Um, I was going back and forth. And you could see Keenan Allen even went to Phillip Rivers and got really frustrated and started yelling at him. But then he you know, tatted him up, tapped him on the shoulder and probably said sorry because that is a quarterback. But Keenan Allen looked like he was frustrated that he didn't get some throws to him when he was open, even some routes that Phillip Rivers just missed him on. Another good call by me here on this one, on this next game I'm about to hit on real quick. And that's the Bengals and Packers and Andy Dalton. I thought he was going to be a good play in, uh, in uh, daily leagues, and he was only $5,100. And if you played him... That was a hell of a bargain there. You got a lot of return on your buck there. Huge return. Yep. Bill Lazor, completely different offense. I oh. think Bill Lazor likes mixing. He did a lot of the play. And you had, uh, if Bill Lazor stays at OC, he looked pretty good. AJ had a lot of looks. So Yeah, AJ definitely did. I think people might be happy with that the new OC because I think mixing, they're, they're going to start turning towards mixing. Just 
we like Hill as a personal player. He's he was good a couple years ago. Gio's still going to be down the I think the third down back a lot of plays, but Mixon talent wise just looks so much better in both those guys. Yeah, I think guys. I think it's Mixon's backfield now going forward. I think With Bill Lazor and the yep. way he calls plays, yes. And as far as the receiving options in Cincinnati, I think AJ Green's the only one you can you can play right now. I mean, Brandon LaFell, nothing. I mean, there's nobody else in the passing game. And then Tyler Eifert's out now. No, no. Hit on the Rodgers, man, who disappointed me was Ty Montgomery. You know, goes for 12 for 35, 2.9 yards per carry. Rodgers did his thing, looked good, over 300 yards, three touchdowns. Um, Excellent play late in that game by Rodgers as well. Nice comeback there. Devontae Adams, three for 60, which I'm not surprised because I'm not an Adams guy, and I always said he was touchdown dependent. Sure enough, that's still to be that still holds to be true. And what about Allison for the Packers are receiving? Six for 122. And, of course, Jordy. Jordy got uh, found the end zone a good bit there as well. And... Jordy actually looked really good yesterday. He did, man. He did. He yeah. was just separating himself from them like there's nothing, some busted plays. And, you know, actually Cincinnati surprised me defensively. They were a lot better than I thought they were defense-wise. They looked pretty decent. But Rodgers did his thing yesterday, man. He, he was yeah. kind of scary the first half, and he just came out gunning it. Yeah, he did. And I, I don't know if uh, I saw a pink bow in Adam Jones' hair. Because, uh, I don't know, maybe he's going for Miss Pac-Man because, dude, he did not play like Pac-Man yesterday. It was, it was ugly. He was getting beat all day long, man. Um, moving on to the Raiders and the Redskins, the Sunday night game. Man. Wow. That Raiders offense. How many people were excited for that game? Because, you know, everybody has Cooper, Crabtree, Lynch, and Carr going. And I have, in our Dynasty League, I had uh, Carr, Cooper, and Crabtree. And I think I got a total of eight points. Yeah, it oh, it was ugly. I don't know if the Raiders' offense just fell into a black hole or what, man. But I think it was almost like a trap game. They thought they were going to go into the Redskins were the worst against one of the worst against the passes, giving up like a hundred or ninety-five QBR, and they were horrible on the line. Just the Redskins played pretty good, solid yesterday. They played the defense line played hell of good yesterday. They did, and the Redskins, yeah, Cousins looked great. The running game looks terrible. P Ryan, uh-uh. and Chris Thompson though, another touchdown this game. Six catches, 150 yards on touchdown for Thompson, as well as eight carries for 38 yards on the ground. Do you feel comfortable starting Chris Thompson in PPR leagues now going forward? In PPR, I definitely do. Standard, I'm still hesitant on that. How about you? PPR, yeah. I think he's, he's proved it three weeks in a row. Yeah. Like we look at Jordan Reed ruled out last minute, kind of hurt a lot of people, but we weren't high on that because he's always injury prone. Terrell Pryor upset a lot of people yesterday. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean... It was like Kirk Cousin and Chris Thompson were the only good fantasy players yesterday. Yeah, no, absolutely true. That was an ugly game. For that game. Man. Yeah. Um, Crabtree did leave the game with an injury, so we're not sure what his injury is yet. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't heard anything yet on that one. Um, so that pretty much covers week three, man. Anything else you want to hit on? I would not be worried about starting those three guys. Carr, Cooper, Crabtree next week. You should be okay. You can't – the biggest thing on fantasy, you're not going to be able to win every week. Fairly rarely is there an undefeated team all through the year and wins a championship. You have to take losses here and there. You just get outscored, I think. So there was a lot of tough matchups with a lot of top players yesterday. You still got to roll the dice. 
what would you say on that? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't think I've ever seen anybody go undefeated the whole entire season. And win the championship. And win the championship, yeah. We've um, seen Heaven go undefeated a couple times. It was the first round. Yeah, no, he did. Because his matchups were lucky all year long. He'd be like the seventh highest scoring team and have like the first lowest against them. Yeah, true. I still think Carr's a top, going to be a top fantasy quarterback going forward. Like we say, Cooper, man-to-man, should still be good. It's just that that game last night, I know we're touching base on it. It just It was the Redskins had a hell of a game plan, and it worked 100% towards their favor. Yeah. Yep, they did. You know what? You know what? I just you know what I just realized. There's a game we forgot to hit on real quick, and that was the game I was pretty excited about too, man. And that was the Colts and Browns, the, the you know the the toy the bowl. Oh yeah, the toy bowl game, high scoring game. Man, but we got busted on Jack Doyle. What a bust! I picked him up for Jimmy Graham. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, Jacoby Brissett. I don't know if you saw any of that game with the highlights, man, but he looked like man looked like Michael Vick out there, man. Just what do you think? How about this? As a Pats guy, are you kind of leaning toward which you would have kept him over Garoppolo? Oh, oh I definitely – oh, over Garoppolo? No. No, but um, – For sets, what, four years younger? For four, for four set. I mean, for Dorset, sorry. Um, man, that was a dumb trade, I thought. And that was, it was funny because at halftime of that game, you know, I was, I was sending texts out, man. I was like, I think Bill made a dumb trade with this one, <laughs> trading Brissett for Dorset. Because not only was Brissett, you know, airing it out, you know, not that he was like – not that we're over 300 yards or anything, but he was pretty damn efficient uh, throwing the ball. Yeah, he had T.Y. actually had a good game with him. T.Y., 7 for 153 and a touchdown. Uh, Moncrief did his thing. He got you know, targeted a lot, Moncrief did. Two catches, did. 44 yards. That's about right where he goes. The only person that didn't get targeted was Doyle. Yeah, which is surprising because he was Brissett was targeting uh, Doyle quite often. Gore had a decent game. Yeah, Gore, uh, he found the end zone, so that kind of... Got over 10 out. points. We know, standard. If you get over 10 points at a running back, you're looking pretty good. Yeah, but Gore looks old as dirt, man. 25 carries for 57 yards. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, that's watching Fournette's uh, average right there. The only way that play yesterday, man, that might just give the uh, luck a little bit more time to heal. They said he finally might start throwing this week, but if you have him, you're wasting a roster spot. I wouldn't even keep him on my roster. He's dro- You can drop him. There's a couple leagues... That- that we're in, Chris, and he's still on the waiver wire. Yeah. No one wants him. You're not going to start him anyways. Well, what do you think about this? What if, say, Luck's out for another three or four weeks, right? Let's just, let's just say. And say Brissett just starts coming on strong and plays better each and every week. What the hell does the Colts do there? Say next four weeks and he goes three and one? Yeah, say he goes three and one. You and play. Just, like, you, I, doors if I'm the owner, I play Brissett. Get Luck. If Luck is your guy for the future, make sure he's 100% healthy. Keep his ass out all. Keep his ass out until... Week 10, say Brissett goes 4-1, 3-1. Why even bring Luck back? Let him keep healing. Make sure he's 100% healed. Well, I'll, t- I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you what I think is, yeah, I know they're playing they play the Cleveland Browns. You know, I mean, it's not like, you know, Browns are setting the world on fire or anything. But Yeah, decent game last week, too. You did. Look for You could trade Luck for a lot. But I think Brissett is better built for that Colts offense because he's much more mobile than Luck. Not saying the Luck isn't mobile, but... Brissett just can make plays and extend plays. You know what I mean? Agreed. And Luck couldn't, couldn't do it like that. And that offensive line is so bad that I think Brissett gives him a better chance to win. To believe, well, 
I can't go that far. I can't say he gives him a better chance to win. But I think he's better suited for that offense right now. Let's see how he does week next week. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Because we, we, we got another win. Have loyalty. Huh? If he squeaks out another win, we'll see what happens. Well, anyway, hit on the Browns real quick. Deshaun Kaiser, another decent game for a rookie. If you were all right, if you were taking one of these two rookie quarterbacks out of these two, who would you take? Deshaun Kaiser or Deshaun Watson? Watson. I think I agree with you. Although they both look pretty decent. And Isaiah Crowell did what I've always expected him to do, which is nothing really. Twelve for forty four. And Kaiser actually had a better rushing performance than Crowell in that, in that game. 7 for 44 and a touchdown. Duke Johnson, only running back worth owning, I think, in Cleveland. I think Duke Johnson, PPR, you can probably start him every week. Yeah, PPR, he's safe. Yeah, 6 for 81 on the, um, to the air. All right, that's really all I got right now, guys. We'll have another show here for you on Thursday. And, Jeff, anything you want to throw in before we get out of here? Nope. Uh, sounds good. We'll uh, hear from you guys. And email that question soon. Yep, sounds good, man. All right, we'll see you guys soon, man. See ya. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit FantasySportsStudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Follow us on Twitter at FantasySStudios and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash fantasy sports studios.